Recap, review, record. We are the Collar and Elbow Podcast. I think it, it worked for, for the show. So without further ado, let's run the card down, and then we'll get to reviewing the show. So first up, oh. opening the show, we had Enzo and Cass. Good to see them back uh, together as a team. Versus the Vaudevillains, versus the New Day, which were the champions, versus uh, Anderson and Gallows in a fatal four-way match. Then... We had Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler in a in a singles match. They've kind of been feuding on and off throughout the pre-shows. Uh, then we had Charlotte and Dana Brooke versus Becky Lynch and Natalia. Uh, just a tag team match there. Then we had Sheamus versus Apollo Crews, which I don't was did I miss it or was that match not really hyped too much on TV? Then we yeah. had. It was like they set it up, then they kind of forget about it, then they went back to it. It was kind of scattershot. Right. Then we had John Cena versus AJ Styles, a match that I, I was definitely excited for. Uh, then we had the Money in the Bank ladder match, which was Dean Ambrose versus Kevin Owens versus Alberto Del Rio versus Cesaro versus Chris Jericho versus Sami Zayn. Following that, for some reason, we had... Uh, a U.S. title match, Rusev the champion versus <laughs> Titus O'Neil because of reasons. And then that led us into the WWE World Heavyweight Championship match with Roman Reigns the champion versus the returning Seth Rollins. And somewhere Hunter Camp is screaming like a schoolgirl. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was our card. So, um, but before we get to the rest of our of our review of the show, um, Mr. Seabury was on his uh, assignment watching the pre-show. So let us know about the pre-show, Mr. Seabury. Okay. Um, and what I saw in the pre-show was our uh, truth and gold, aka Gold and Truth, defeated the team of Brizongo. That's uh, Tyler Breeze and Fandango. I yeah. mean, I'm kind of hey. Here's why I like this, and I like that they made it to a pay-per-view match. It reminds me of the one good thing I liked about Vince Russo. Back in the Russo era, if you was getting a check, he he was going to find a use for you, buddy. This is true. Like, everybody had a storyline. And, you know, I kind of missed this. So, I mean, it was cool. It was a fun little match, you know. You know, I like R-Truth and Gold. Does it? I mean, and it was where it needed to be. On the on the pre-show, uh, I gave it a three. And then the other match was the Lucha Dragons versus the Dudley Boys. Now I'd heard about this match and I didn't see it. Was it was it worth uh, going back and watching it? I mean, it was okay. I mean, the Lucha Dragons won again. Who should win? Because they need the rule. I mean, I think the Dudleys are like slightly better than enhancement talent and that's their purpose right now. They're they're and, and, young guys over is what it is. Yeah. And I mean, you know, both of them probably gonna eventually transition to backstage agents or something like that. You know, they are vets guys who guys who love the business. <laughs> so, you know, I gave it a three. That was some you know, that was some cool little matches. 
the thing that makes me want to watch the pre-show, and I, I end up not doing it more often than I do, is uh, Mauro Ronaldo on commentary. Uh, I feel like yeah. his commentary adds a lot to SmackDown, and I really want to see him get that main event shot to where he's actually commentating on the main card of a of a pay per view. And I think, but his style is so like anti WWE formula. But it's refreshing because of that. You know, it, it creates know. that that different <laughs> feeling. I, I think we're probably going to get to see more of him uh, with the coming brand split, which we'll talk a little bit more about later, probably. But you know, Daddy Vince got his ways. He wants things done. True enough, but as a result of some foolishness that went down in in the great city of Memphis earlier this week, they're down a man. So, uh, man, I hope Booker T don't come. <laughs> God, I didn't even think of that, Barry. That's my fear. I was like, no, don't bring Booker T. I didn't even. I didn't even think of that. That's horrible. Why would you do that to me? Thanks for putting. Thanks for putting that out there in the universe, Barry. <laughs> I know, I know, that's your new boogeyman, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Booker T on commentary again, absolutely. <laughs> but we'll see what happens with it. So, uh, basically, the pre-show kind of gives us a couple of quick matches here to set the pace for the, or set the table for the rest of the card. And they opened it, in my opinion, in a very strong way with the four-way tag team match uh, Enzo and Cass, Vlad Villains, New Day and uh, Anderson and Gallows for the championship I'm curious, we'll start with uh, we'll start with you Justin, what did you think of this match here and did you have any questions about, about any of the characters I think you're pretty well familiar with all of them by now Yeah, we've talked pretty much at length about all of the combatants in this match um, I enjoyed it I thought it was a good match and it kept me entertained it wasn't my favorite match of the night, it didn't uh, wow me. It wasn't like, oh, this is great. This is the best thing. Uh, mm-hmm. This is awesome. It was <laughs> it was good and good opener and, and on to the next one. So what's your rating for it? I'm going to go, usually my typical good is three out of five. So I'm going to go three and a half out of five. All right. How about you, Mr. Seabury? Uh man, thought it was a good match. Thought it was solid. All the teams did their thing. Little bummed because as much as I love New Day, it's like man, Anderson and Gallows are just like so good, man. Like <laughs> yes, they are. I really want to see those guys get the strap. <laughs> but but similar to Vector, I gave it three and a half, man. Um. I thought this match was a really good way to start this pay-per-view. I, I told Justin uh, earlier in the week, actually actually today, earlier today, I said, uh, Money in the Bank's always a really interesting, fun, unpredictable kind of show. And I think this really started it off in a great way. I, I like all these tag teams. Uh, I was really glad to see Enzo back in the ring after what happened to him in our last pay-per-view. Justin, if you remember that, um, when he got the concussion, oh, yeah. I was glad to see him back. I was glad we got to see some of the tandem offense that they do with uh, things like uh, Cass throwing Enzo over the top rope into yes. the into the waiting crowd below. That was really cool. Um, you got to see some more of the Vaude villains, which is always good. Um, I love the New Day, but you know what you're going to get with the New Day. 
Um, not that that's bad. It's just we we know what to expect. And Anderson and Gallows uh, are, as Marcus said, a great tag team. But overall, strong start. I'm going to go the same with you guys and say a three out of uh, three and a half out of five on this. And look, I think we're all agreed. <laughs> yeah, and I and I got another problem, man. <laughs> Why does Kofi never do Trouble in Paradise now? Like he, he never. Tried, he tried. No, no, but I mean, like, he's been trying it for, like, two months, man. Like, he never gets it anymore. It's like, come on, dude. It's a a great move. (laughs) I I agree. I agree. Um, I I think the the title run for the New Day is is slowly coming to an end. I don't know who's going to come away with it. I'd love to see Enzo and Cass with it, but I don't really think that's where it's going to go right now. It will eventually get there. Uh, But this was a great match. Uh, oh, it was entertaining. And oh, yeah, go ahead, Justin. I also got to give a shout out to Kofi Kingston's shoes because I am a sneakerhead, and seeing him with the Jeremy Scott wings on was cool. So I like that. I don't know what that means, but we'll go with it. Well, yeah, um, no, no, replay. no. You know, Kofi always wears the wing tennis shoes. Yeah, well, yeah. those are his normal. Now, Monday on Raw, he broke out the new Steph Curry's and. Ooh. And you know the uh, and his new day teammates pretty much roasted him <laughs> for like a good ten minutes. Uh, yeah. May uh, may may the Golden State Warriors rest in peace. Uh, uh, Look, don't hate don't hate the skill. Don't hate the skill. <laughs> that's another that's another podcast. Um, so overall, good match, good start, uh, gets the crowd really into it, uh, and then. They go into a match that I wanted to like way more than I liked. And that was Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler. Number, like, 57 time that they've wrestled. (laughs) It's been on, like, every pre-show since pretty much WrestleMania, it seems. Yeah. Finally, they get their slot on a pay-per-view. And I hope this is the blow-off to this feud. Uh, But... We'll reserve my thoughts. Uh, we'll start with Mr. Vector again. This was the quintessential vanilla plane match for me. It's I, I every time I've seen Baron Corbin, I have not thought anything. It's just like in one ear and out the other, and I I can see his talent, but kind of similar to. When Cena came in and when Randy Orton came in, and there was just like, I was like, okay, that looks like two generic white guys. And then they turned into the Orton and Cena that we know today. The there, the charisma wasn't there. There wasn't like something that, also kind of like The Rock. When, when he came out um, and, you know, he was smiling and his hair was flopping all around. And it was like, <laughs> there's nothing to distinguish him that's how i feel with baron corbin i don't see anything that stands out to me except for oh he's tall i don't nothing else like i I could not tell you anything else about him oh he's got a tattoo on his chest maybe like that that's the only (laughs) thing i could tell you and he wears tight pants that's it the Uh, (laughs) the finishing move is cool i like oh yeah yeah Yeah, i do like the end of days does look different um we were talking about this and um uh, Seabury, we'll see if you agree here. Corbin, he's he's very young yet, and he got called up, in my opinion, a little bit too early. Oh yeah. Um, if you look at some of his matches with uh, 
the match with Austin Aries, the match at TakeOver Brooklyn with Samoa Joe. Um, he's got there. There's greatness in there, and that's probably one of the few times I'll say that phrase tonight. There is greatness in there. He just hasn't got to it yet. Um, we're and, at a very we're at a very early stage of his main roster career, and so I, I think he's not yet what he can eventually become. Go ahead, Seabury. And also, it's like they feel a need to hype up. I guess his legit toughness, you know, Golden Gloves, the NFL, and the martial arts background. And I'm like, okay, I get it. He's a <laughs> tough guy, you know, cool. But, but you know, yeah, it does feel like he could have used a little more seasoning in NXT. You know, it's like, I don't know, it's just crazy now, man. It's like, okay, so Austin Aries on NXT. But no, Baron Corbin <laughs> uh, in the big league, so to speak. Don't get Mr. Vactor started on Austin Aries. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, uh, I- I'll say this. As far as this match goes, um, I think, like I said, Corbin is about a step and a half too slow for me. He can be faster. I know he can. I've seen him do it. Um, Dolph Ziggler is jobber to the stars at this point. Uh I just the first match started out in a pretty high gear, and then this one I guess was made to sort of you can't just have it constantly going up. You have to have some break emotionally for the crowd. I guess that's what this was because it was quiet during this match. Uh, I and we do we did see a really cool uh, deep six reversal on the outside that looked okay, and of course the end of the day, end of days always looks good. I gave this match a two and a half out of five. What about you, C. Barry? I'm going to probably give it a three, only because of Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler's a workhorse. He is. And I feel like he was making Corbin look a lot better. But, dang, you called him Java to the Stars, so I guess he's like Barry Horowitz 2K16. (laughs) Pretty much. What about you, Justin? What's your rating for this match? I'm going to go also two and a half. That's like right in the middle. So it wasn't – I didn't – Hate it, but I didn't love it either. Like, just it was, it was there. Basically, if it was better, it would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is, I guess, what you could say of any match that woo! wasn't up to par. Yes, woo. Uh, lead. That is a good segue, leading us into this next match, which is completely incomprehensible to me why it's on here. Um, not saying that the participants do not have talent because I really like three of the four of these participants, but this is just a tag team match. And I, I know why it was done because of the ending. Uh, but we have Charlotte and Dana Brooke versus Becky Lynch and Natalia. Um, and let's start again with you, Mr. Vector. Well, I've had my troubles with women's matches as we've talked about on previous episodes and once again this one did not impress me their impact and the just the the hard hittingness there's no weight behind their moves you know there's there's nothing when they hit the ropes there's nothing to bounce back um i'm starting to get tired of seeing rick flair versus bret hart over and over again (laughs) and the the ending confused me. It looked like I was talking to um, Mr. Eaton on Facebook Messenger and Seabury. I, I thought the the finisher that 
ended the match looked like just one of uh, Mr. Perfect's regular moves that he would just do in, in the middle of a match. That was the finisher for this match. And He's talking about natural selection, Seabury. I oh, yeah. like that as a finisher. It didn't, it doesn't, it's kind of like the people's elbow being a finisher. Like, I, I, I agree don't with see you. I agree with you. the impact of that. Right. And it's, they, they didn't sell the moves to me. When I was watching it, I was like, okay, that looks, you know, that looks like they're counting their steps. Okay, one, two, three. Okay, punch me. Okay, one, two, three. Like, I, it just kind of, ruins the illusion for me at, at some point so this one i did not enjoy it might have been my least favorite match of the night um just seeing some uh enhanced females using bodies that the lord did not give to them so this one <laughs> for me i'm gonna give it a one out of five boys some harsh words there uh seabury what do you think oh wow <laughs> I guess I feel the complete opposite yes, of the I, I mean, okay, first of all, man, I've loved Natalia since I saw a YouTube video of her fighting Awesome Kong, who was karma for like a very brief stint in the WWE in Japan. Oh, Just, I love, this, is what, this is what I was talking about with you earlier, if you okay. remember. Yeah. I love Becky Lynch. I do too. I, I like Dana. Uh, I realize Charlotte isn't as great a wrestler as I thought she was. Nope. But she's such a good heel. Like she, I mean, heel so hard, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hashtag heel so hard. And and I kind of liked it. And I ain't going to front, man. I started getting excited. Like, oh, dang. Like when Becky was helping Ned up, and I was like, Ned go turn, Ned go turn. I was like, you ain't beat her ass, get her, get her. I, uh, I, when, uh, when Justin responded to that, uh, he said, wait, did Natalia just get interesting? <laughs> and, that was the and best I, part of this match. I agree, and that's why they had the match, by the way. Oh. Okay, I, I well. <laughs> Y'all gonna crucify me, but I'm gonna give it a four. Oh dang! That is a, a high, high <laughs> rating, and and it's important to note that you are not wrong in your rating, but that's very high. I'm glad you enjoyed it as much as you did. Um, <laughs> you sounded like I'm wrong. <laughs> no, no, you're not wrong. It's it's subjective. Um, here's here's what I thought was good about this match. I'll start there. Uh, first of all, conspicuous by his absence, 837-year-old Ric Flair. Yeah. Hey, Woo! he's the dirty player in the game, man. This, Stop this. it. No, no, Ric Flair's awesome. Woo! But they don't need him in the story anymore, and it was hurting Charlotte. If you want to make Charlotte a strong character on her own, she has to be on her own. Well, she shows in him picking, man. That hurt my heart. Oh, <laughs> so... You had you had that. I, I liked that that it didn't lean so heavily on the the generational thing that we were talking about that last episode, if I remember correctly, Justin. Then yeah. um, Dana Brooke, recent NXT call up, and another NXT call up that was called up way too soon, in my opinion. Um, some of the matches I saw her wrestle in NXT again, just like Baron Corbin. There's talent in there, but we haven't gotten to it yet. Uh, her skill is that she can go back and forth between serious or a comedy character, whatever role you need her to fill. 
pretty well, in my opinion. Uh, so I thought yeah. that I, I thought she shows promise. Uh, right now, uh, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch are my two favorite main roster uh, women's wrestlers right now. Becky Lynch, uh, I'm a big fan of. Uh, didn't get to see a lot of her in this match, except she was basically in there to get turned on. And hopefully this gives Natalia something else to do for a while, because I am absolutely done watching Charlotte versus Natalia matches. Not that, not that neither of them are talented. They're both very talented. I've just, we've seen that match several times now and I'm, I'm, I'm bored with it and it's clearly not going to go anywhere. So I hope this is the start of a new storyline for Natalia and hopefully Charlotte will have a new uh, contender for the title. Uh, I gave this match. I, I didn't enjoy it as as much as as Mr. Seabury did. Um, I, I gave it a one and a half out of five. Yeah. The only, the only woman that excites me, Seabury, is Asuka. That's the only one. Yeah, but. Oscar excites me, but Oscar scares me because <laughs> Oscar got to tone down because because people don't know. Like if you watch the the little NXT reality show on the WWE Network, she gave Dana Brooke a dang concussion in practice. Oh, damn. yeah, that's that's why Dana Brooke was out for so many months. Is is Oscar? They were they were just practicing in the ring. This is on uh, Justin. They they uh, they show it on the network. It's called Breaking Ground. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to watch. See that. That's a really interesting show, and it gets behind the scenes and stuff like that. And they're practicing in the ring just on some moves, and uh, she gives her the hip attack. And and uh, I guess I don't know whose fault it was that it happened, but Dana Brooks' head bounces off the mat, and basically she gets a concussion. Hey. Yeah, cause like, cause like this shocked me because like she was out for a minute, and then I was really shocked that maybe like. Two months after she gets cleared again, she's called up to the main roster. I was like, wait a minute. Dang. Yeah, I agree. It, it's because the roster was pretty thin. Because um, they haven't, I don't know why they hadn't been using Sasha Banks, but they haven't. Well, been. actually, actually, she got a concussion. Oh, okay. A, a ref accidentally, yeah, a ref accidentally kicked her. So she was out for hey. like a month. But wait, now. Re- hold on, hold on, hold on. Rewind, pump the brakes, put it in reverse. A ref accidentally kicked her? Yeah, I, yeah, I think she like it like, fell and the ref was okay, climbing over there. Yeah, yeah. And uh but she got cleared, but I got a feeling like they're gonna do something building up to her and Charlotte at SummerSlam. But they trying to wait so like she's been fighting on like superstars, like she beat up Summer Ray a few weeks ago. Okay, I got you. Alright, well I look forward to that because that's that's my favorite main roster wrestler is, is Sasha Banks. And I'm looking forward to see Becky Lynch get a little bit more of the spotlight. She has a lot of talent as well. I think, I think Becky Lynch and Nick could have a good program. Absolutely. So with that said and done, we move on to the, the first match of the night that I did not know was going to be on this pay-per-view. Um, but it kind of, for me anyway, ended up being a pleasant surprise. We've got the living mayonnaise and tomato sandwich, Seamus, <laughs> versus Apollo Crews. Nah, man, it's Irish Zangief. <laughs> <laughs> I like that better. Irish Zangief versus Apollo Crews. Uh, so, Mr. Vector, what did you think, sir? 
this is rock steady, boys, because I just saw that new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and that's who Seamus voices. Um, this match was very interesting. Um, much like Mr. Eaton, I did not know this was on the card, but um, also, unlike Mr. Eaton, I don't know anything that's on the card, so I, I never know who's going to be wrestling. But And um, this was your first time seeing Apollo Crews, right? Yeah, I thought he was related to... Uh, Creed, um, but I guess not. Creed. yeah, um, <laughs> I had never seen him before, and uh, this was pretty good. Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the um, the interaction with Sheamus and the the whole build up and that that storyline that they played out before the match. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting um, ring work. Um, I want to see what where he goes from here, and I I enjoyed it. I liked it. Yeah, I think so too. Um, my before we we move on, I got I got to call out one of the spots in this match. Yeah. The belly to belly to the outside Ooh. looked so dangerous, but it ended up looking so cool when it actually didn't kill somebody. <laughs> um, I just one of the things that popped out to me. I, I'm sorry, go ahead, Mr. Seabury. What did you think, sir? Man, I thought it was awesome match. I got to talk about a spot. When Apollo Crews does the moonsault off the ring apron onto the floor, landing on Sheamus. Yes. I yes, was yes. like, can you? Oh, okay, he did it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just to give our listeners a little background, Apollo uh, was kind of a big shot in the indie ranks, like a uh, place like Pro Wrestling, Gorilla, and other small feeds under the name Uha Nation. So he, you know, signed with the league, and he was in NXT, and 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 I guess this this is kind of becoming a theme with his show. Thought he might have been called up a little too soon. I was it, like, it oh, was, it was. Oh, I was like, like day after WrestleMania, I was like, oh, so we're calling him up now? Okay, but you know, unlike a lot of guys who have only wrestled in the WWE system, he at least had the, you know, the few years of indie experience, so he has a little more seasoning. Um I mean, I liked it. Are we are we giving ratings now? Oh yeah, um we'll go we'll go ratings. Uh, Justin, what's your rating? I'm gonna give this one a three and a half out of five. What about you, Mr. Seabury? Also three and a half. For me I'm gonna give it a three. I thought it was really good. Uh it the reason I thought it was really good is because I am not in the least a fan of Sheamus. And I've seen uh I've seen Apollo Cruz in NXT and I've seen him now. I'm I'm moderately a fan of his. I don't dislike him. It's just there hasn't been anything about about him that really grabs me yet. He's not good on the mic. I'll be honest, that's that's a weakness of his, but that will come. I mean, you know, you can work on that kind of stuff. Uh, this match, though, really pleasantly surprised me. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, three out of five. Just, uh, like I said, a sign, hopefully a sign of good things to come. You know, uh, but I don't hate Seamus. I just, like, I don't know, man. Like, I even like the little Seamus 515 shirt he wore that he catch in the money bank as, like, Roman had just won the bill. Like, yeah, I won the yeah. bill. Uh, bro kick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The League of Nations didn't quite take off like he should have. Nah. Nah. Honestly, man, he's kind of been floundering since his last injury. Like, 
a little bit. Since, since he came back from there, and I was just like, I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe we need to make sure Amos great again. That should be oh, Bob Backlund's next God. next next project. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Dang, nope. Bob Backlund's nope. still alive? Yes, he is. Yes. Hey. He uh he actually is in a in a storyline right now with a wrestler named Darren Young, and he's like Darren Young is his protege now. Oh dang. And so and apparently it's kind of a comedy thing. I haven't seen a whole lot of it because I've I've missed the last couple of weekly shows, but that's that's what I hear. And I hear it's oh, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Okay, good. <laughs> so maybe maybe they're actually finding a use for old Mister Backlund there. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> he's old. I man. love I love Crazy Bob Backlund. Man. I, I remember when he first did his heel turn in the nineties. He started yeah. using all them five dollar words. When he ran for president, yeah. And, oh, yeah. He's he, a, if I may be allowed to pontificate, let me, let me tell you, he got the most heat ever in my house when he cut a promo about doing away with summer break. Oh wow! From school, and this is right right before I found out that it wasn't like you know real quote or whatever, like it was a storyline, and I was so angry because I didn't know anything about the political system. I just thought if you said you're running for president, then that's what happens. Um, but yeah, that was, I remember Bob Backlund for that when his, his run in the, what, late nineties, early two thousands. Uh, well, it was more like early to mid nineties because like he first came back in like 92 then like about the end of 93, he had a heel turn. He started using the crossface chicken wing, put it on Bret Hart. Which is the coolest finishing? Yeah. Four yeah. reasons why. Did he went with the buzz cutting study? Not a big word. Telling people he was going to lambaste him and all this. <laughs> I was all for it, man. I like I like Crazy Bob Beckman. <laughs> all right, that leads us to the next match, and and I was really hyped for this match. Uh, a lot of people are not John Cena fans. I definitely am, especially after his run with the U.S. title when he just basically fought a new guy every week. Um, that made me a fan again. <laughs> me too. And he's adding added stuff to his to his repertoire move wise, and and so I'm a fan of his. I don't. I'm not one of those guys that thinks he can't wrestle or whatever. You had John Cena versus AJ Styles. Now, for some background, and they made it. They made a point to to say this. In the commentary, this is a match people have been waiting for. This is basically the face of the WWE versus the face of TNA, and later the face of New Japan. And so I was, uh, I, I told Vactor while we were talking on Messenger, I said I'm going to have some strong opinions about this match, uh, particularly pertaining to the end. But we'll get to that one. I want to hear what Mister Vactor thought about this match. This was probably my favorite match of the night. Um... I did not know that John Cena is a 15-time champion. Absolutely. Um, I liked the contrast in styles. I liked how they um, kind of clicked together in the ring. And um, I enjoyed myself throughout the match. And this was the match where I was chanting, This is awesome! This is the (laughs) one that I was... uh, I, the way that Seabury reacted to that women's match, that's how I reacted <laughs> to this AJ Styles. John so Cena I'm gonna match. get, 
So I'm gonna get buried all night now. So basically, I'm like the Zack Ryder of this episode of the podcast. Yeah, okay. Seabury. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like I'm you said, Zack Ryder. You're not, you're not wrong. I like it when my friends enjoy things. I'm yeah. getting Zack. Nah, man. I'm. Nah, man. I'm getting <laughs> Zack Ryder, dude. You gonna you gonna like ship me to NXT to have me team with Mojo Riley next or something? Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, everything except for the ending of this match, I was with i did not think it was a deserved uh, win by styles i thought this was cena's match to me um but overall i gave it a four and a half out of five boys all right mr seabury sir man i loved it i thought it was great um i mean just they literally pulled out all the stops and I mean, I guess the ending is what kind of sounded to me and, and let me give it a four and a half and not a five because, you know, uh, Gallows and Anderson came out. But, and, but I guess also it was kind of tough, like, because I think AJ's gotten pinned on, like, the last few pay-per-views. Yep. So it's like, you know, you can't keep having him pinned. And and in, in two really good matches, I think, were the last two things he did against Roman Reigns. They were really good. Yeah. But it's like, and I guess the thing is, Cena kind of remind me of like Sting in the nineties. Hmm. Like he just so over. Like, like the wins and losses really matter to him, like to his character at this point. Pretty much, who likes him is gonna like him, and who hate him is gonna hate him. <laughs> Would you say well, Reagan you know in the eighties. Uh, Hogan, Hogan in the 90s. Yeah, maybe Hogan in the 90s. Because like Hogan in the 80s, he had like four-year reigns and crap. Yeah. But, <laughs> I, I, but, I, I'll say this. They pointed it out. Actually, AJ Styles said it in a vignette before this match. The two men in the company that can walk around without a title and oh, still yeah. be called champ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... And that's, that's, they're, they're both over. They're both super popular. And they have both done pretty much everything you can do in their in their respective universes. Yeah, man, and, and I mean it is cool to see this because, like, man, I literally thought this would never happen. I mean, I pretty much thought once uh, AJ Styles left TNA that he would pretty much alternate between New Japan and Ring of Honor and just be awesome there. Which he was. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely, but just like to see him in the ring and like all the dream matches, you know, and I'm holding out hope that someday when they decide to call some more Joe, or we can get another AJ, AJ style, some more Joe. Cause that has never disappointed me. Oh, you know, no, that you know, would be amazing. That you would know, be amazing. Ring of Honor, TNA, wherever those two mix it up, that has never disappointed me. Absolutely, it would be great. So what was your rating for this match, man? Uh, uh, four and a half. Four and a half? All right. Um, I was, like I said, super hyped for this match. This, I feel like, was a master class in pacing uh, and ring psychology. Um, they're out there telling a story, and and I thought that was particularly well, t- uh, well told in this match. People, a lot of time, get caught up in the athletic performance and forget about the psychology of it. Um, just small things like uh, when AJ Styles rolls through with that calf uh, calf crusher, 
And then the rest of the match, he's doing what? Kicking him in the ankle every now and again. Kicking mm-hmm. him in the leg. That kind of stuff. is smart stuff that a lesser wrestler might forget to do. Um, but these guys are, are masters of their craft. This was a great match. And I'm going to agree with you guys. The only thing I didn't like was the ending. Now, I understand why it was done how it was done. You couldn't have a clean ending to this match. This is not the end of this feud. Hmm. Um, but the rest of the match was so good that the end with the uh, the rest of the club running in, uh, Magic Killer to Cena and pulling a, uh, pulling AJ on top of him for the one two three, um, it cheapened the the rest of the match to me, and and actually JB, uh, JBL pointed that out on commentary, uh, and I completely agreed. Um, the rest of that match was so good that anything outside uh, outside of a clean win was gonna cheapen it. But that's what had to happen. You couldn't have a clean win here tonight. Uh, I understand the ending, and I don't think we're done with this feud yet. I hope not. I hope we get a couple, maybe one or even two more matches out of this. Uh, I gave it a four out of five. Excellent. Yes, definitely. All right. And then that sets the table for the next match, which was the namesake of the pay-per-view, the Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, We had Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, Alberto Del Rio, Cesaro, Chris Jericho, and Sami Zayn. Uh, And again, we'll start with you, Mr. Vactor. This was my second favorite match of the night, and it almost got my favorite even before any of the wrestlers stepped into the ring when I found out that Hunter Camp, Kevin Owens, was going to be in the match. That's <laughs> From now on, that's that's my favorite guy. Any match he's in is, is automatically moves up to my most anticipated. <laughs> the mic work that he did pr- prior to this at the beginning of the pay-per-view mm-hmm was fantastic. Jericho made me laugh out loud. Um, <laughs> let's let's take a second and talk about that too cuz I did want to talk about this. Yes. Um, cuz I talked about you uh, talked about it with you during the yes. whole thing. There's no way that was written. Yeah. That you, was all improvised. Yeah, you clearly. Could tell. Yep. <laughs> um and it's just Jericho being goofy like Jericho should be, and it was uh, Kevin Owens being an egotistical jerk like Kevin Owens should be, and then Alberto Del Rio came in because why not? And it was it was amazing. And if if you get a chance to watch it, YouTube or the network, uh, go on and watch this this little segment. I think it was right after the first match, and it is it is genius. Yeah. From from uh, both. Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. Pero. I'll show you a Pero. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Pero idiots. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was hilarious. I I loved it. Um, I was already hyped for this match though. Without that, even though that was, you know, obviously a help. Yeah. Um. So, what did you think of the match itself? I, I always enjoy ladder matches. Um, going back to my WrestleMania ten, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, um. That was like, you know, the ladder match to me. But ever since then, it's, it's ladder matches have had a place in, in my heart. And this one, you know, just ranked up there with the best of them. Um, anytime the bodies hit the ladders and they're doing moves oh, on top of ow, ladders, yeah. that just, I, you know, that raises my respect level and uh, my enjoyment level. So, yeah, this one did not disappoint. Um, oh, actually, no. 
everything except for the ending. I'm sorry. That is where I was disappointed. <laughs> I was talking to Mr. Eaton um, Seabury through Facebook Messenger before, uh, while this was happening or during the the when 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 this uh, was happening. I don't like Dean Ambrose. To me, he's another one of these guys that I don't. He he just has no charisma to me. I I don't. I feel he's very generic, even down to his outfit, like his his attire. I it just I I feel like he just woke up out of bed and now he's he's resting. <laughs> came to the wrestling ring. Um, and di- didn't do his hair. Seabury didn't care about the way he looked. He just came down to the ring, and I I just. I guess it's just personal preference. I don't like him. I don't like his wrestling style. I don't like his mic skills. I don't really like anything about him. So seeing him win, um, I was just like, oh, man, why are they going to give it to him? Well, let me ask you this. Um, A couple of weeks ago, I showed you some stuff from when he was in the Independence, right under the name John Moxley. Uh What did you think of that? That was a lot more high intensity a lot more faster pace i I like that a lot more and actually you know what i forgot to mention on the um the cena aj styles match it was cool for me because it was my first time seeing aj styles in japan seeing him with short hair seeing him um in that independent um circuit i guess that was really cool for me to see him like that um and same thing with with ambrose I, i almost feel like now that he's in the biggest arena, it's almost like too late. Like he's, I, I feel like he's almost past his prime now. Like I, I don't see the same thing I saw in that footage that you showed me. Right. Um, and like I said uh, to you earlier, his best stuff is when he's on the mic and he doesn't have a filter. The mm. problem is WWE hasn't really figured out what his character is in this setting yet. Yeah. Um, now, when he was with The Shield, uh, which we'll talk about later on when we get to the main event, when he was with The Shield, he was great, I thought, in the role that he was playing. Um, and then I liked his stuff in the Indies. It's very dark, sort of chaotic undertones that you can't really do as much as overtly in PG. Um but I, I had no problem with, with Ambrose winning it because I thought well, his whole gimmick is that he's this unpredictable, loose cannon type of guy, right? Mm-hmm. And the the contract, the cash-in clause, gives him unpredictable to be. Mm-hmm. So it kind of enables his character as far as, as what the character's purpose is. But back, back to the match at hand, um, I want to call out one spot here. The uh, There's a spot where the there's a a ladder sitting on its side on the ring and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are going at it back and forth and Sami Zayn hits a blue thunder bomb onto the ladder standing on its sitting on its side and Kevin Owens just basically is draped over this ladder yeah, yeah. and that looked so painful i don't yeah. know that it was but it looked really good. Um, I like the story that we're continuing with Zayn and Owens. Now, uh, and we talked about this last time they had a match. Every single time there's championship implications. One of them gets in the way of the other, and they end up just worrying about beating each other up as much as possible and not worrying about their 
their uh, title that's that's on the line. Yeah. So I, I like that we're carrying on that story, and it's it's not. It, you don't have to do a lot to carry that story on. Just you know, if if that, there was more than one moment probably in this match where it's just Owens and Zayn in the ring, and instead of climbing the ladder to try to get to the briefcase, they're beating the crap out of each other. That kind of stuff is smart as far as, you know, from a storyline standpoint. Um, I, I liked this match. I didn't have a problem. I knew you, I knew you would have a problem with, with the outcome. I didn't, I gave it a three and a half out of five. What about you guys? Um, Um, well, I'll just give my quick, uh, rating since I gave my thoughts on the overall match. I gave it a four out of five, Mr. Seabury. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of get Dean Ambrose's character. He's the loose cannon. He's the reckless one. Um, I like him. I think he's he's gotten funnier over time, and I appreciate that. And also, I think he's in that Roddy Piper slash Mick Foley spot. Mm. And I was a little sad because it was super predictable that he was going to win the money in the bank. But in a way, I was happy because here's the thing about those Roddy Piper McFoley characters. Again, because they were so over, people just didn't feel a need to put belts on them. Like, you know, like, like I don't know, like, Roddy never held, like, the WWF heavyweight belt, you know. Yeah, never, never once. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, he had, like, an IC run, and then him and Flair held a tag belt, and they were, like, geezers. <laughs> which, which was like crazy to me. I was like, "Wow, they're the tag team champs. What the heck is happening to tag team wrestling?" <laughs> um, and and you know, Foley didn't get that many, you know, heavyweight reigns. So yeah. I was kind of glad a to see three time champion. Okay, yeah. So you know, I was kind of like I said, I it was predictable, but I was kind of glad and like I mean, you know. Ambrose cool. He's the he's the he's the he's the resident crazy man. I guess I understand his spot because you know, as as a student of the game and uh, you know a historian, if you will. Uh, I also gave R.I.P. Dusty Rhodes. I know, man. You know, I had to bust out of if you will. Oh, and I just <laughs> ordered a American Dream Dusty Rhodes T-shirt from Hot Topic. Ooh. It's in my closet. I'm waiting to unleash it on the unsuspecting populace when yeah. the time is right. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, I but I too give that match a four. Overall, good match. I mean, it was a good Money in the Bank match. There have definitely been matches that were you know Money in the Bank ladder matches that weren't as good as this one. There was nothing wrong with this match. Uh, another spot that I liked, and we'll move on then, is the uh, Cesaro. Uh, European uppercut party to the rest of everybody in the entire <laughs> yes. arena. He just sort of runs around to everybody, like it seems. And and I know it was our Oprah like you get an uppercut, you get an uppercut, you get an uppercut. <laughs> yes, yes, it was, and it was it was phenomenal. And I hope they put some sort of a title on him sometime soon. Dude, I am so really deserves it. I am so pissed that Miz has like left to do a movie and is still the IC champ, like. Well, what the I, crap, dude? I think this being the last major pay-per-view before the brand split, I think that's probably going to be rectified soon. I think they're going to probably unify. 
Oh, the I see U.S. built. Possibly, I don't know, but it's possible. Man, I wanted those to be like the the like top builds on each show, man. And then the, like I, I don't know how it's gonna look yet, but I'm I'm it, super excited for it. And then you know you have your world champ float. Yeah, that's my dream. That that's the way I like to see it. But you know, uh, who uh, am I? Speaking of things that you're excited about, like I said, here's something I wasn't excited about because I didn't know it was going to happen. Um, Rusev, the champion, versus Titus O'Neil, because why not? Um, <laughs> now, Seabury, you've probably been staying up more on weekly. Yeah, I mean, why, was... why did, did this happen out of nowhere? Nah, um, Rusev beat Callisto again. Right. No surprise. Started beating him up. Then Titus came out. Hey, man. Quit picking on Lil P. Pick on somebody who can fight back. And blah, blah, blah. And they've been, you know, and they kind of been building this up. And they've been fighting, jumping each other and all that. And, man, I got to be honest, man. I didn't really watch this match because my wife was <laughs> in the other room screaming at the TV because the Golden State Cleveland game was on. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm going to abstain from rating this match. Like, that's how much I didn't watch it. I was just like, and like, you know what? Honestly, man, I feel like Titus got a title shot to show like, hey, guys, even though Titus messed up and he got, you know, suspended, the WWE isn't like racist. See, look, we gave him a shot. Um, I, yeah, I don't. Like I said, I wasn't up on this storyline, so it just sort of... And here's a, here's a championship match. Let's go. And I really question the uh, the placement of this match on the card. Um, because Crumble for the storm? Just, just, well, yeah, but just to give you guys some context, Rusev and Titus O'Neil went on a, uh, after John Cena and AJ Styles. I'm just saying... I understand, you know, up and down and stuff like that, but uh, I don't really know what was going on here. Uh, this match is nothing special. He went back, uh, Rusev went back to applying the accolade like it used to look, just like a variation of the camel clutch. Instead of when he did it to uh, uh, Callisto, when he leaned all the way back and it looked really cool, Um he didn't do that here. This nah, is just, man. Oh, we probably couldn't do it with Titus because that dude like tall and it's it's possible. Yeah. But um, this match was nothing at all special. It wasn't bad. It just was first of all unexpected. Second of all, kind of at this point unwelcome because uh, I thought we were just going to have a uh, you know the main event and that'd be it. Yeah. But uh, I gave this a two and a half out of five. What about you, Mr. Factor? I am in the Seabury camp. I was actually watching the Golden State game at this point, and <laughs> neither of these guys interested me, so I uh, I did not watch this match. So I'm gonna take Mr. I'm gonna say whatever Eaton said. That's that's what I give it to. Hey, but you know what I did like? Yes. I believe Wale was at ringside. Rapper oh, Wale dude. and Titus kind of adapted him up. I was like, yeah. Because Wale is an avid wrestling fan. Yes. Good old whale. Um, <laughs> as as former coach Josh Pastner referred to him. 
uh, of the Memphis Tigers, anyway. <laughs> All right, so uh, with that out of the way, we get to go to the main event of the evening, and that is Woo! the champion, Roman Reigns, against returning Seth Rollins. Um, so, Justin, your first time seeing Seth Rollins. Um, I want to know your thoughts on this match, first and foremost, sir. Well, I have some bad news for you my friend i was still watching the golden state game because at this point it became one of the best games i've seen in a long time so i i did not focus on this match like i should have but um i'm depending on what you have to say i may go back and rewatch it through the network um but yeah I, i'm actually interested to see seth rollins because like you said this this is my i haven't had too much experience with him because he's been hurt ever since we've been doing this podcast. Right. Um, and then I saw the the outcome, the final outcome, so that just made me even more mad. So um, <laughs> I, I want to hear what both of you have to say, my friends. All right, see, Barry, we'll go to you next. Well, all right, let me give you some background for the uninitiated. Yeah, I've, been a, I've been a fan of Seth Rollins since he was Tyler Black. In ROH. In, well, actually, I didn't discover him in ROH at first. I discovered him on a little MTV show called Wrestling Society X. Yep. Where him and uh, Jimmy Jackson were doing it for her, D-I-F-H. Jimmy Jackson was like this little emo kid that had like the little phone, had like the little light-up hearts on it, and all the girls loved him. And, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy Jacobs is now working for WWE Creative. Yeah, I read this somewhere, but like I read it once, so I wasn't sure if it was right or not. Thank you for That's verifying. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Jacobs, because I call him. I was calling him Jimmy Jacobs, my bad. So yeah, uh, and then I know they were Age of the Fall and Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. and I've seen a little bit of that. So like, you know, didn't see any of his FCW slash NXT stuff because I didn't start watching NXT until like 2013, but uh. I mean, just a good wrestler, man. Just like, you know, on his way to becoming one of them pound for pound, just best dudes. And also, man, dude, Roman Reigns put bust out some moves, man. The freaking uh raises edge into a power bomb. That looked really cool. I was <laughs> like I was like, who taught you that, Roman? Tomorrow you wouldn't tomorrow uh to borrow a, a phrase from one of Chris Rock's jokes, who taught you octagon? I know. Or did it hurt when you pulled it out your bum? Yeah, <laughs> it, it looked really cool. Because I was like, you weren't doing that last year. He, that's the first time I've ever seen him do it. I, I'm like, you weren't doing that six months ago. I was like, I was like, okay, Roman. Like, I mean, just a well-paced match. Like, you know... Gotta be honest, I was a little shocked with the first ending where Seth Rollins won. I didn't think we'd get that yet, but I kind of got it. Then, shocker of shockers, Dean Ambrose chooses now to cash in, and he sneaks up from behind and hits him with the briefcase, which is what Dean Ambrose would do. Yep. And he wins it. And it's like, yeah, it's a little bit of hot shotting, but I was like, I think they're allowed because a it fit the characters and also it probably it it will probably set up a all shield triple threat match 
probably at the next pay-per-view. And it's like, you know, WWE hasn't been hot-shotting a lot lately. It, you know, the belt's been pretty stable. Like, Roman's had it since WrestleMania. So I'm like, you know, we're allowed to have two changes in a night. I mean, it's not like, you know, I mean, it's a bit of a dusty finish, you know. R.I.P. to the to the to the bullet of woods, but you know, it worked. And uh man, I'm gonna give it a five, man. Oh dang. Um I will say this. Justin, go back and watch this. Oh um, go back and watch the vignette beforehand too. It gives you the entire history of these of these three men all the way back to the shield. Um, when they first came into the main roster, um, and it gives you the proper context for what happens in this match. Um, with that said, this is not only my match of the night. This is my second favorite match of the year. Oh, um, dang. The pacing, the intensity, the performance from both these men, just the quality of the match. Um, seeing new moves pulled out. Like uh, Seabury said, with the razor's edge to a sit-out power bomb, looked great. Uh, the turnbuckle power bombs by uh, um, Seth Rollins looked amazing. And uh, one spot I wanted to call out: there was one of one of Roman Reigns' finishing moves is just a spear, and he can kind of hit it out of nowhere. Well, there's a point during this match near the end where he tries to hit a spear, and yet Seth Rollins jumps up and pedigrees him catches him in the pedigree. Uh, that's his finishing move, uh, Triple H's finishing move, too, and uh, catches it for a one-two kick out. And I actually got up out of my chair at that point, cause, and, and that's when I knew they got me. Like, I, <laughs> I was lost in the match. And that's when it, that's when you know a match is special. Um, this match was special. And I'm not a huge Roman Reigns fan. Uh, and honestly... Not even the world's biggest Seth Rollins fan. I don't dislike him. He's got he's certainly got skill. He's good on the mic. But um, this match was absolutely stellar. There's nothing Dude. I could do to complain about this match. Um, this is my match of the uh, of the night and my second favorite match of the year, next to Zayn versus Nakamura from NXT Dallas, uh, Takeover Dallas. The cash in I had no problem with because I thought, like uh, Seabury said, it fit his character. It fit Ambrose's character. I hope we have a more chaotic, less goofy Dean Ambrose as champion uh, because I think something you said is true, Seabury. He is funnier, but his character should not be funny. Done oh, problem, yeah. in my opinion. Um, but yes, Justin, and and uh, absolutely go back and watch this match. You, oh yeah, you you will be very thankful you did. That's what I want to hear. And uh, no no mystery, five out of five. Dude, am I wrong that like I feel like I only want Roman Reigns to like wrestle Seth Rollins now? Because I'm like, <laughs> what is this, Roman? Like, <laughs> like they've um, been proclaiming you the one, and everybody has been has been like. Screaming, you can't wrestle, or you still suck. <laughs> These like, guys have been wrestling each other since FCW. Well, yeah, that's um, and sometimes you just get a guy that you have chemistry with in the ring. And these guys definitely have chemistry, uh, just like uh, 
Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have chemistry, and it just oh, works, yeah. and it clicked on all cylinders. The pacing was brilliant. The intensity of this match was brilliant. People who aren't fans of wrestling can come in cold and watch this match and understand what is great about wrestling. This was the match of the night and the main WWE roster match of the year. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Five out of five, I, watch this match. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, so I feel very strongly about that match because it really, it, I'm, I'm, I'm hard to impress, and it really did impress me. And I was kind of like, I guess ambivalent about this pay per view. Because it's like money in the bank. Okay, the money in the bank might be good, but what would the rest of it be? Like, right. you know, sometimes it feels like they tread water until the big four, or they tread yeah. water lead up to the big four. And to be honest, I barely watched the main event of WrestleMania. Because, like, like, at that point, like, it's like they gave me Zach Ryder as a IC bill. Then all these heels was getting over and I was getting ticked off. And then I was like, well, Roman's crap and Triple H is old. Like, I don't care about this match. <laughs> I know Roman's going to win. Though. That was a good match. Yeah, but I knew Roman going to win because, you know, Vince has like a man crush on like jacked up dudes. So it's like, oh, they're they're trying to anoint Roman. I feel like they were trying to make Fetch happen if you've ever watched uh, <laughs> Mean Girls. And it was like, you know, I don't like, you know, I'm a grown man. I don't like being force fed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Give me the spoon and give me some choices. But it's like, no, love Roman. We decree it. But like tonight they didn't have to because Roman worked his butt off. And he worked heel. Yes. He worked as a heel and and. I think he found what that character needs to be. It's not just he doesn't care whether the fans like him. It needs to be he actively dislikes the fans. Yeah, exactly. And that's really what works for for him. I don't know why, but it just does. And you can use that that hatred that the fans have of you uh, because hatred is still a response. Hate, 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 hate. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you can use that, and he really used that. Yeah, I mean, as, as long as it isn't X-Pac heat, a.k.a. go away heat, yes. it can be <laughs> used. What, what we're saying is the right type of heat is, I hate that guy, I want to see him lose. The wrong type of heat is, I hate that guy, I'm going to change the channel. There you go. There you go. So um, that that is definitely... Uh, he had the right kind of heat tonight, and I hope he carries it on. Uh, because, like I said, this match was off the rails amazing. I loved it. Five out of five. Go watch it. Um, so that leads us to overall. Uh, your closing thoughts, fellas, about uh, Money in the Bank 2016. Um, Mr. Seabury, Money in the Bank, shorty, what you think? This was a good pay-per-view. <laughs> you know I've been thinking about the lyrics since we started talking. I Thank you, sir. I guarantee you, you had been. I enjoyed it. Um, there was there was highs, there was lows. Um, good overall. Enjoyed it. Um, looking forward to 
what happens next. Yeah, I guess it's Battleground because they showed the air where everybody had a flag with their logo on it. Like, yeah. Right. I think the flag. next thing, the next show we'll probably be doing is the brand the the roster draft whenever that is uh, whatever raw that's on. Oh, y'all going to do a show about this? Absolutely. Man, holla at your boy cuz I'll probably well, okay, I'm going to have to make sure y'all watch raw that night. <laughs> but uh yeah 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 uh i i may be on this show um well all right well i guess my final thoughts a la jerry springer uh <laughs> man awesome show and like i was prepared to like love seeing it in aj styles and just you know deal with the rest of it but then like I don't know, man. Like, Roman Reigns saying levels got boosted. He must have been trying to, like, chase that little uh, cloud or something. And, you know, that was a that was a Dragon Ball Z reference. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like man, he leveled up, dude. And, you he know, did. Absolutely. And, and, you know, self was his, you know, normal, competent self. And it's like, and you had the twist ending. Man, I need a shield triple threat, dude. I just that's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. I just need that in my life, and I'm excited about it now. And you you know, I mean, I feel like the product's in a good place, man. I I agree. I agree. I feel like it could be in a better place, but it's like. But I'm hesitant to talk about that because basically everybody skates around it. But what everybody really want to say about WWE is we can't wait for Vince to die. Because <laughs> think about it. Vince ain't the retiring type. So to yeah. get the WWE most of us really, really want, he's going to have to leave this mortal plane of existence. Well, the WWE so, most of us really, really want is, is NXT. Well, uh, well yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair point, fair point. Uh, so you know, like I just feel icky saying it sometimes. I'd be like, man, that Vince, and I'd be like, but I don't, I don't actively want him to die. Like I'd be cool <laughs> if he got kidnapped or something, <laughs> or maybe Dang, like he went dark, or maybe had amnesia. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah like you know maybe Vince gets amnesia and Triple H has to like take over. There we go. Red letter day. <laughs> um, for me, I thought I'm a big fan of when wrestling gives me more than I expect. And I I, I won't say I had super high expectations, except I knew it was going to be kind of fun because Money in the Bank's always a fun pay-per-view. Uh, this gave me way more than I expected from, uh, from an overall standpoint. Um, yeah. If I had to give this this pay per view rating, I'm going to give it a strong four out of five. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about you guys? You're you're uh, out of out of five. What would you guys rate this? Seabury? Yeah. I get. I mean, dude, I'm the one gave the women's tag a four. So you sure did, yeah. sir. <laughs> you gave, so you gave it all four of them points. <laughs> <laughs> so of course I give this. Pay per view a four out of five, you know what I'm saying? Just... And I gave the women's a one, and I'm going to give the overall pay per view a four. All right, so again, very solid pay per view. 
um, Vector, go back and watch the main event because it is yeah. stellar. I'm yeah. interested to see what you'll say about it once you watch it, too. Um, I believe that's probably going to do it for us for this episode. Uh, Taking a plug. Oh, go ahead. By all means, Mr. Seabury. All right. Listeners, if you like the way I talk and give opinions, uh, I am also on a podcast uh, called Black Nerd Power. It is on iTunes, Stitcher, and, you know, several podcast apps. We talk about nerdy things from a black nerd point of view, sci-fi, and, uh, and you know, we, and we do a little social commentary. We have to give people who do wrong and ignorant things of Westy, named after Kanye West, <laughs> and people who do good things, we give them a Zelly named after Denzel, and, and it's a reference to to his character in Training Day. Uh, he, uh, you know, it's a part where he calls, where he enthusiastically calls uh, Ethan Hawke his N-word. <laughs> so, you know, check it out. Give me a listen. It is one of the best podcasts I listen to on a weekly basis. Oh, uh, thanks. And our next episode is going to be number 100. Awesome. Oh, Definitely. Everybody that's listening to this, go listen to that for sure. Um, I believe our next episode, as I said earlier, is going to be uh, whatever Raw or SmackDown, I don't know which it'll be, that the draft happens on. Because the brand split's supposed to happen like July the 19th when SmackDown goes live. Uh, on USA. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I know NXT is going to have a lot of call-ups. Uh, don't know what all that's going to mean, who's going to be left or who's going to be taken. But it's going to be It's going to be like see, all so. the old TNA guys, like Austin Aries and Bobby <laughs> so, and Samoa Joe. So tune in to see what happens there because um, I think it presents us a lot of new, interesting story possibilities uh, in a way that it hasn't hadn't been able to do that the last time we had a brand split, so I'm very interested to see what goes down with that. Um, and then I think from there we've got Battleground in July, and then a takeover in August, and SummerSlam in August. So I believe that'll be it uh, for Mr. Justin Vactor, Mr. Marcus Seabury. I'm Mr. Chris Eden. You are our audience. You are awesome. Good night, everybody.